0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Christian Marie podcast. Today's guest is a professional flute player from Las Vegas. Very very cool to have Erin Claire on the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, the pleasure's mine. Pleasure's mine. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for for a while. Um, but before just before we get into you and everything about you, uh, we were talking off camera about the types of work we do. I've just come off a shift today and i'm feeling like "Eh," and i gotta do another podcast tomorrow before i go to work so life is a bit of a blur for me but what kind of work are you doing
1: (laughs) (laughs) right now um i actually have a little hospitality and tourism internship going on that i'm training for i just started out here in vegas uh so currently working front desk Uh, So I've been training for that, been doing, we do like a week on each shift. So the morning shift, the swing shift or afternoon shift. And then of course the graveyard shift. So I've just finished my training this morning. I worked, uh, just worked 10 days in a row. Um, First five were, what was it? 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then I went straight into 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. for five days. So yes, I am very much bleh as well.
0: It's weird, like I got back into customer service stuff uh, for the first time in five years the other day, no, the other day, August, August, yeah, it's getting to me Uh, (laughs) and uh, I don't know, I don't know what to make of it really, I mean it's, the work is easy, it's fine, whatever, it's minimum wage, it is what it is, you gotta do what you gotta do but um, it's weird to go back into it after, you know, being out of it Um, but you know, I don't know, I suppose it all depends on your perspective. Like one thing I've noticed, like coming back into it, is that my attitude when I was younger was like somewhat, somewhat quite lazy. Like not, not like lazy in the sense that I didn't care, I didn't try, but lazy in the sense that like I don't know, I really had to like force myself to go in. Whereas now I'm kind of just like, eh, I do it, whatever. And then as soon as I get to do the stuff that really matters, like this. I'm like okay, and I throw myself into it. Uh, but I was literally like rushing to get back today. I was just like, "Come on, come on!" Come on.
1: <laughs> the countdown—you just, you just got to make it to that. I I totally agree. Um, like, it is an internship, and it's like professional and everything like that. But to me, I mean, my heart is in it as much as I can. But of course, like I put my heart into my music, and I think it's good to have a little dig day job so you're not completely relying on your music and like eventually I would like to do that of course that is the main goal but not making it it doesn't make it as much of a chore you know mm. so but customer service in hospitality is it'll get to you because people are in vacation mode they're not listening to you they'll yell at you and you just got to take it so pers- perspective is it's good though it's good to not judge. It's like learning to not judge people, you know, because you don't know what they've been through, you know?
0: See, this is where I disagree with you. Because <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I, I get where you're coming from. And I do bite my lip and try to just bite, sorry, bite, blah, 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 bite my tongue. <laughs> That's something very different. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I bite my tongue. Um, and <laughs> I'm embarrassed now. Um, it's all right. Just you shake know. it off. You <laughs> <buddy>. <laughs> This is what I mean, man. You come straight off a shift in your mind. yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> and as soon as you said it, I was like, that's he's let's just let him go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's not gonna let go. Okay. No, I mean, you have to bite your tongue all the time and, and just deal with it. But when you said there, like about being on vacation mode, like, I don't know, man. Like I've had everything from people throwing like negative words, shouting, yeah. doing the clicking thing. I hate that. Oh, and it's God. like, You know, even before I worked in customer services, I never would have dreamt of speaking to people the way that I've been spoken to or been treated. Like, I just can't imagine treating another human being like that, let alone in the service industry. Like, I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way.
1: I agree. But it puts you in perspective and it kind of makes you wonder, like, you know, because sometimes you can, you don't really realize how you talk to people. And it kind of, like, once you're in that position, not that I felt like I've ever been me into a service person but just to like you really start to appreciate other people when you go on vacation or you go to a restaurant or you go to a store and stuff like that it's just kind of giving them like hey thanks for doing what you do I know that this is the last thing you want to be doing right now and I really appreciate you being here you know so yeah it's a good perscri- perspective kind of thing you know
0: no I agree. yeah I agree in that sense like a, there is, it has taught me to be a lot more patient when it comes to getting things i'll right. say that right. much but then it's also taught me to be a bit snobby as well bear with me uh-huh. so when it comes to things like the presentation of things and how things are delivered and st- especially like when promises are made and then they're broken and stuff like that like that's where i get a bit iffy because i'm like well if that were me doing that that would be done right now you know mm-hmm. uh and if not there would be like heavy apologies and then moving on to like trying to fix that and I've been in situations where I've been on the other end of receiving that service and it's like "Mm, I don't know but then I don't know a lot of things can happen at once and sometimes it is just unmanageable Um, plus the crazy thing is as well is that like you don't always have management involved in the situation like I'm lucky in the position I'm in right now management's great and everything but when it comes to most of the places I've worked, oh God, there's so many times when it's been like, huh, "Well, I'm gonna go do this. Um, you're all right here, right?" And it's like you're dealing with like 300 people, and you're like,
1: "Yeah, fuck, yeah. <laughs> yeah." I where I'm at right now as well. Everybody they make it quite clear that they'll have your back, and that's one thing that I love um, because, like I, I like I said, I've only been doing three weeks here. And I've already had situations where a guest is just rude to me and I'm training, I'm like new, trying to get on my own. And the people, like I said, front desk. So there's people next to me that are experienced, have been there for years or at least a year, you know, and they'll be like, sir, please, she's training. She's new. You really don't have to talk to her that way. Like they will immediately have your back. And I, as soon as I feel comfortable, I'll be doing the same thing. You know? So I I feel really comfortable and really kind of taken care of here in this in this job. So that's why ten days, nah, I don't even care. I had a good time with good people, you know?
0: That's how it should be. It's the same where yeah. I work right now. It's good vibes. I'm I'm a little bit older than everyone. So I'm like twenty nine. Everyone else is kinda of like twenty, twenty one. But it's interesting, yeah. like they are all in the right headspace, which makes it more of a fun, enjoyable place to be. Right. Yeah. Right. Um is this your first position like or have you had other jobs prior to this or I have
1: had other jobs uh so uh I would say that my first like real job was at a roller rink my freshman year of college damn um, like... Yes, yeah, so that was fun but uh talk about craziness that you had to deal with um but I worked a couple of like I obviously I majored in music performance. So Mm -hmm. during like the fall season, football season is packed tight with rehearsals. So I really could only get a job in the spring semester and in the summer and I would move home for the summer. So I kind of had like semester jobs. So just a couple like odd jobs here and there. But after I graduated college, I worked at Disney World for seven months. I did a Disney college program. Um, and then I moved home after my program ended, worked on a little boutique at the beach uh, where I'm from in Florida. And then this out here. So I feel like, I feel like this is my first big girl job. Cause I'm surrounded, like you said, you're surrounded by like, you're like the oldest one. I'm one of the younger ones um, in this like executive type, you know, vibe and everything. So uh, I feel it also, you can tell the tone and everything. Cause I've worked at jobs with like younger people or people my age. And it's like, it, it's a crap show, you know, but here, like I would talk to my trainers like, Hey, is there anybody like that? I need to like, look out for like, who's the snake here? You know, who do I need to steer clear of? And they're like, no, nobody. We all like hang out and like, seriously, all these people are adults they're, they got their, their big girl pants on and they're not really here for the drama and they're just having a good time. And so I just feel so like, it's almost too good to be true. You know, it's not just too good to be true, but I'm just like, wow, everybody's actually an adult here. Like that's, that's crazy. That's insane. I've never seen that before. So I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it but yeah a couple other jobs from here and there but this one so far I'm I'm like it's difficult it's challenging but I do enjoy it
0: I know exactly what you mean when you say that like it was I mean I, I kind of just came into this particular job like so I'll give you a bit of context um and for those who already know I'm sorry I'm repeating it again. um but it's like I came into this basically I was doing like a few freelance jobs in marketing that's like my specialism, and um to fully pursue acting and things like podcasting and everything else that I'm trying to do in my life. I realized like, I have to be freelance or, you know, zero hours, something like to that effect, so that I have like the ability to chop and change and, you know, flexibility. But with that comes certain sacrifices and that meant going back into customer services. And, you know, I was, I was a bit nervous to be honest, to go back into it. And also, because of the same things that you just raised like my experiences have always been both in corporate and in customer services just like oh yeah same thing who do I avoid what about this what about that but yeah I get none of that in this place and it's 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 nice it's really and it's fun I don't know like it's I will say this any city that you're growing up in like you, you should have like fun work that's befitting yeah. for like your age and you should go out and you should want to go out with your work colleagues and stuff like I mean it's bad like this bar job I've just started if anything it's just encouraged me to drink more <laughs> 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 I'm trying to, trying to like take care of myself go to the yeah gym.
1: that's what like in this is like a Vegas like everybody's like going out to the clubs right. and like yeah. and I'm like you guys are like 30 years old what are you, what are you guys acting like freaking you just turned 21 but I'm down with it I'm so down with it it's crazy
0: I think for some people it's like a blow-off and for other people they have a different attitude like I remember I met a guy when I was living in Europe who described his 30s as like his second 20s And okay fair enough he didn't oh, have I love that. he didn't have like kids yet or anything so I think that mm-hmm. does change things and I will say in my instance yeah single right. don't have kids don't have anything like that so there is maximum kind of uh flexibility to, to do those things um but at the same time it is you are older and you do have to be more responsible It's weird I don't right. know what to make of this I mean thing.
1: but do you really or do you want to fall into the confines that society pushes on us I know that's so hippy dippy but really you know like the timeline it doesn't have to be what everybody says it has to be that's what I kind of try to tell people like how I have like the nomad gypsy spirit I'm mm-hmm. like yeah I want to like I don't really ever want to settle down in one place unless it's like one place that I fall in love with. Like, how can you choose where you want to be if you haven't been everywhere yet? You know, and people are so in a hurry. And I feel like my friends are going to listen to this and think I'm calling them out. And if it works for them, it works for them. But I feel like a lot of people are so in a hurry to settle down. And I know that there's comfort in that for a lot of people. I I'm not comfortable with that. So, mm. it, and I I don't think if it if you're not comfortable with it, don't do it, you know? Like I just feel like you can do a lot more than what like is kind of pushed on you in school and movies, like, you know, cuz the lifestyle of being born, going to school, getting education, get a job, get married, have a kid, and then die pretty much. <laughs> and let let your kid do the same thing and then just you know grow old or whatever i don't know it no, doesn't I, I, maybe eventually it'll appeal to me but right now not so much
0: no i i totally i'm right there with you on that um i think when, when i was a lot younger and i was like a teenager like i had this idea in my head that oh i should probably you know follow what society says and do all this stuff you know I didn't want to, but I felt like, right. oh, I suppose that's the right thing to do. And then I just realized steadily over time that, like, <laughs> I just can't be happy doing that. Exactly. And so, and in like, as much as it's kind of scary to do unconventional, like, uh, live in an unconventional way, it's also very exciting. And, yeah,
1: because um, you really yeah. don't know what the next step is. Like, you don't know where the wind's going to take you. Like, yeah, it, it's all about the life that's going to make you happy and you just got to make it you have to make it work for yourself you know i mean like i can't be a like a rock star flute player with a nine to five it's that's just not how it's gonna work you know
0: (laughs) yeah gotta make it work for you
1: you gotta make it work for you
0: very true very true right so we've had a bit of a a chance to like Talk about work. Uh, I don't know why. I, it was fun, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah, we both just pretty much. I got off a few hours ago as well, so yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. I'd, yeah. Sorry for, for for anyone that's like, why is he talking about work? This is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. Don't
1: know I like talking about it. Everybody works pretty much, so it's this relatable.
0: Is, this is something I do like. Like when people are chasing their dreams and they're balancing like a nine to five because. I notice, I get this question a lot, like when I do live streams, people will say things like, oh, what do you do for work? Like, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, why do you care? <laughs> like, it's, I mean, yeah, I'll talk about it. Like, and there are some interesting things. Like I work at a bar, so it's, you know, there are right. fun stories. It's never... Lively, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for, good and, for good and for worse. But um, at the same time, it's like, you know, it's not what I want to do and it's not what I'm enjoy talking about either it's just kind of like right. eh. but I love like this I love you know for, for instance with the podcast and i said it a million times but like every single time I do this show it's different you know be it a different person a different topic I, you know I get something from it my viewers get something from it it's always different and that to me is just mind-blowing and never stops being interesting right whereas like the, like the bar can be like either really busy sometimes fun or sometimes really boring right I just like so i could, like there's times I'm, I'm at the bar and i'm just sitting there like what am i doing with my life <laughs> you know <laughs> literally i'm just like i should be out there performing and, right. and doing all these things i love but instead i'm in this place
1: right
0: anyway <laughs> we're working you know. to get we're working to get out of that
1: exactly yeah working this is just out. to pay the bills this is just to get your gear to in like your dream pedal board your dream gear you know that's all it's for
0: let's hope it costs hope money. It works out it does right. oh my god it does it does actually speaking yeah. of which before i get into like your musical journey like talk us through the, the cost of like professional flutes what's that like yeah
1: I because I recently just you know I just moved across the country and I'm trying to get everything together and I'm in the process of like making all this new music and I'm like I decided to release like a, or launch a Patreon and everything like that all because right. I'm like this is so much but um like flute maintenance can really really be a lot like a flute like a I don't want to say a low end or a cheap but like a affordable reasonable professional flute, you're going to look at like 15 to 2,500, you know, luckily I have one. I had, a, I got a scholarship out of high school that I used to buy my like college level flute and it'll last you and everything. But I mean, I have a pearl flute from the seventies that I play outside. I have, you have to have multiple flutes cause you can't <sighs> use your one flute for everything. So I have my outside flute. I have my inside flute. Um, You got to think about like photo shoots and video shoots because if I just moved out here and I don't know anybody, so I'm having to like, usually I'll have my friends come and help me Um, and I have some really good photographer friends that I met in Disney that did like photo pass at Disney. So they, they got me covered on that, but that's when I was in Florida, like here I'm having to kind of fend for myself and then home studio expenses are insane. You know, microphones, I just bought like the clip-on mic that you can put on your flute, but I'm not using that to record on my, uh, like this music that I'm doing. I have like a USB mic and everything. And then I have like the SM57. Um, I use guitar effect pedals on my flute and effect pedals are. Yeah. (laughs) Pedals are uh, the funky, crazy ones are, you know, of course the most expensive ones, but yeah. And then you need an amp.
0: I was going to say, do they work in the same way that they would for the guitar or do they store it in a different um, way?
1: You know, it's been trial and error. That's another thing is you got to drop 300, like 150 to 300 on a pedal that might not work, you know? <gasps> so you just got to make sure that there's a return policy or you can turn that thing around and sell it again. Because um, okay. I've definitely gone through that. And a lot of like local guitar shops will be like, oh yeah, bring your flute, we'll hook you up and we'll let you try it all out and everything. So I've been fortunate enough to kind of fall into those situations where I don't really have to waste my money. But um, yeah, it's, I don't want to say it, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to compare the sound of a flute and a guitar together, but I would say like the effect wise, yeah, it does kind of have the the same kind of effect, like a reverb and delay pedal belongs on a flute like yes of course it belongs on a guitar as well I'm not saying exclusively flute but like really and then I have um the talk back by Dan Electro so it's like a reverse delay mm. that sounds insane on the flute you know mm-hmm. uh rever or not reverb? I'm sorry fuzz and distortion that's kind of where I'm exploring right now some like distortion making it sound like just real gritty and nasty
0: so you, know? you use loop pedals right
1: i actually don't right now i don't i don't have a loop pedal i'm i'm in the market for one like i said What's... we have the day job
0: <laughs> it's 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 in, it's in the works yes <laughs> but the, the reason i ask is like do you have plans because obviously I, I don't know like your performance setup i know that you do perform like live and yeah. stuff but do you do you try or are you planning to sort of build your own kind of band thing? Like as in one woman show, or is it going to be like, you know, you actually have a band, like what are you trying to do with it?
1: Right. Right now it's very much one woman show. Like the, the single I have out right now and everything that I'm working on, I'm kind of using it or I'm, I don't want to say using, Um, I'm kind of viewing it more as like a discography resume, like, Hey, I did everything here. I'm a very versatile musician. This is what I can do. Uh, let me know if you like it or not, you know, kind mm. of thing. Um, when I play live, I will have usually like a backing track with me. And then I just uh, play on top of that okay. right now. Cause I don't, I'm very meticulous and i you know, I'm very meticulous and I want things done the way i want things done and i know that that sounds kind of bratty but i feel like everybody wants things done the way that they want things done so
0: Since i don't really you,
1: feel remorseful about that but
0: do you um, have any arguments with uh, sound engineers
1: <laughs> yeah when they sit and try to tell me how to do they don't right. you know because they don't know how to mic a flute they don't know what they're doing i am i hardly know what i'm doing when it comes to like talking to a sound guy
0: yeah
1: i'm like hey uh i guess let's figure it out and then the there's like a guy like a stage hand that's like you have to get right up on the you have to get right up on the mic or it's not gonna work and i'm like sir or the, it's so funny and i know that you don't play the flute so you probably don't know but when they put the mic at the end of the flute hilarious Number one comedy right there. It you put it right where your mouth is because that's where like the sound resonates. So it's just people don't know. Okay. Oh, and then you like I'm a am you know a lady, so I have to really prove myself that I know what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, really? Still, still that?
1: Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought we'd be past that, especially with like these profound rock and roll women that are just mowing us all down left and right and i do think it's also because it's flute and it's like a you know foreign territory but you know what's
0: what's the kind of age demographic you're dealing with when regards to like people of like sand engineers stuff like that um generally
1: are you talk, just sounding like when we're talking about like sound people well, like, like but, older people
0: right I was gonna say because like when you say like you have to prove yourself to people like immediately I'm thinking yeah oh, they must got it's old. not
1: but proving myself is not just to sound people it's a it's you'd be surprised it's pretty much I don't want to say like everybody but like it's a lot of people it's a lot of people there's
0: like like who what's what's the deal
1: um like i'll meet other musicians and this is this is not everybody this is absolutely not everybody because you can i can tell like oh my gosh this person's awesome if i say oh i'm using guitar pedals on flute or oh i love that or like i'm trying to like perform or oh i do this oh i do that and they're immediately like oh that's interesting like tell me more and then there's other people that are like well, actually it's this, 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 and this, this. And it's like, well, actually it, it's not that like, this is actually what it is. Just people that think that they know a lot more. I'm trying not to be too explicit. Cause I don't want to call people out specifically, but um, you, I, I, and I'm not speaking for like all women, mm-hmm. cause I don't really know, but I know personally, it's been like, it's been it annoys the crap out of me when I show up at a place and I'm like, yeah, I'm actually trying to be, like, I would love to be a famous rock and roll flute player. Like, I want to be in the rock and roll industry. And they're like, "Mm, like, you can't just, that's not how it's gonna work. Like, you know that, right? And I'm like, who says, you know? Or they're like, well, I'm trying to think of like what The other day, I went out with my friend. This is actually a specific story because it quite, quite literally rubbed me the wrong way. Okay. And she was hanging out with, like, a group of guys. And, of course, I'm with her. So I'm hanging out with this group of guys. And... I guess the fact that I'm a musician just kind of like seeps out of me. Like it's my only personality trait, I guess.
0: Just Um, too cool, too cool, man.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, I I feel like I come off way too pretentious and that's on me, but... No,
0: not at all. You come across very well.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. To this guy, I uh, did rub this... I I was threatening this guy, I feel like, but he was apparently this... um, He says he like manages musicians. So I'm like oh my gosh, let's talk. Like, what are your rates? What, like, how do you, like, Mm. what, I've never met somebody like that that's, like, up and coming in that whole, like, that zone of the music industry. Um, And it was, like, primarily for, like, rap music. So I knew, like, I wasn't going to hire this guy. That's not really the direction where I'm going. But I was curious, you know, like, oh, cool. But he was, like, yeah i would charge you and i could be i could be completely ignorant to this he was like i would charge you 215 bucks for or 250 bucks for a 15 minute set and i'm like what do you mean i'm like what sir i have to pay you 250 bucks to get booked for a 15 minute set like one five? and he's like yeah and i'm like i call venues all the time and get booked For free and then they pay me
0: yeah
1: why would i need you he's like well if you want to get into these big venues and he started like listing off like a bunch of venues and i was like uh okay like i was just like okay i'm like i must not know jack squat because i thought like managers and stuff were salary based or at least like monthly based
0: yeah it's like a cut or something
1: yeah yeah a cut exactly because yeah. what would i get if i paid you 250 bucks for and who where is a 15 minute set you know like that's quick in my opinion you know mm-hmm. unless it's like a long lineup and you're just like kind of um like a writer's round or paper bag type deal
0: wait what paper bag type deal what are you about? like that?
1: a paper bag like paper bags like that's like a it's kind of like a little mini lineup and you just like go and hang out and watch like a bunch of different like
0: oh songwriters
1: oh, okay. or musicians just kind of go around and go back and forth i've heard them be called paper bags i've just never before. heard that
0: expression before okay, i mean cool. now
1: now i'm now i'm second guessing everything
0: <laughs> no 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 yeah. maybe it's a stateside thing like i just i don't know maybe, i hadn't yeah. heard it in the uk but fair enough um i i know i know here in the uk that generally like a 15 minute set would I've n- I've never seen it for like an official gig. I have seen it on like open mic nights. That's Yeah, that's what I pretty... mean. Like
1: paper bags are like open mic nights. Oh, just, okay. Yeah, okay, that's cool. very, cool. yeah. Same kind of thing. You just kind of like go up and show your stuff yeah. and then you leave, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 15 minutes because you're not booked, yeah. you know? You just kind of show up and hang out or you're on the roster. Like you signed up in advance, you registered. But yeah, so I was confused by that guy, but it was, I, and then I, I kind of, he started like kind of talking down to me mm. like, oh, you know, you're doing hospitality. You know, you're like really in a good place for hospitality. You know that, right? And I'm like, Las Vegas? Yeah, no, duh. Like, why do you think I'm here? And then I was like, you know, like you're ripping people off when you charge people that like musicians that like, you're really everything that's wrong with the music industry. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> kicked him off ticked him off he's like why don't you like me I'm just being nice to you why don't you like me and I'm like you're nasty and I don't like you
0: that's amazing what do you mean? <laughs> why don't you like me yeah why don't you asshole? like me I'm
1: just being nice to you I'm like no you're not
0: <laughs> what a insecure guy man yeah Jesus that's Christ. and
1: I think that is a lot of it is they see like and I, I'm very confident in myself I do I do love myself it's you know You got to, but I show up and I know my stuff. And if I don't, I'm willing to learn. Mm. And I think that threatens a lot of people. And I haven't, I haven't seen it in a lot of women. Like I haven't threatened a lot of other women yet, but I haven't really Mm. encountered a lot of women, but it's like a lot of dudes. Like I just, I roll up and I I piss them off for some reason. I don't know what it is, but I do.
0: I reckon I know. Because I've noticed this in certain guys, it's always the insecure guys. Like they they get like threatened by the idea of like a, a strong woman. It's that old cliche, isn't it? Like a strong. I know. Woman. It, yeah, exactly. But, it but is. But it's like cliche. It's like what, what, dude? What, what? Why does it bother you? You know. Yeah. This, this person has to work like fifteen times harder than you. Yeah. Because of how society works, it shouldn't work that way. But it's just like how it is. It's getting better, yeah. but it's still we're still working on it. Yeah, and I don't
1: know as much as it is, like, working. I feel like I, as a flute player, have to work a little harder because, like I said earlier, foreign territory. I'm trying to push something that has rarely been done, you know? So, in that sense, I feel like I I have to take different approaches. But I don't know as much as, like, it's working harder, but it's just, um, like, being viewed as, like, equal right off the bat, you know? That's okay, but we were talking about what the plan the long term plans are, and I'm sorry, I would love to get picked up by a band. That's what I'm that was that's kind of the okay. the uh, long term or like that's kind of I feel like that's more realistic is like get picked up by a band, but like another kind of dream goal would be um doing like being a feature artist almost like mm-hmm. just kind of like go, being in a studio and featuring on a lot of different tracks like say that uh, this band wanted a flute track I would go and I'd be like here let me lay it down for you and then I have like two other bands that also want me to lay down flute tracks for them you know so that kind of that would be
0: super awesome as soon as I saw that you were a flute player like other than just Sort of being enamored by that and also kind of your vibe oh, and, and you. style and stuff like i i think the first thing that sort of came to me was um i don't know if you're familiar with this this musician i think she's american possibly canadian i think her name's like Lindsay sterling or star the violinist right yeah, yeah. yeah. do yeah. you so the reason i bring this up is obviously she I think originally just did like kind of like videos of her just playing, you know, like I don't know, Zelda theme or some shit. Yeah, and then, and then she kind of started releasing her own music, and then it sort of escalated to the point where she, now she's doing like tours and stuff like around. Yeah, the world. she
1: just like featured on a Disney special, like a Disney World special. which She did like the fireworks show live. She was the one that actually recorded for it and everything. Yeah, I, I think she. That's like the closest thing I can kind of relate to as what. This kind a, of the goal is
0: this is what i was thinking like do, do you envision that like you, you mentioned that um it's kind of like non-conventional but there's has that there, there must be other famous like successful professional fruit players that you aspire to be like could you name some of them or like
1: yeah i i don't have like a i want to be like this person okay kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. but um of course ian anderson jethro atoll you know Uh, and then I know a lot of people comment on my videos Lizzo I don't consider Lizzo like a um, like solidified flute player though like that's just kind of like (laughs) a side thing I know that she studied flute and everything yeah Um, I feel like when I talk about flute like those are the three or the two that are you know but Ian Anderson very jazzy tone Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, Lizzo is a very crisp tone and she's very like technical and like flashy I guess you could say with what she just does like hardcore trills you know this so those two I'm a very like dreamy vibey dreamy creamy kind of vibe but um Ann Wilson the lead singer of Heart she plays flute and she's a fabulous flute player um shoot of course like there's like the famous flute players like Sir James Galway you know Francis Doppler things like that but uh I don't know. The Wrecking Crew is like a band. They're like a little crew that used to feature on different tracks oh, and wow. like a lot of like yacht rock in like seventies, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So it's, there's a, I have loads of inspirations and things like that when it comes to instrumentalists. Um, but like some like ex- explicitly what I want to do, I haven't seen before if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, I'm try- I'm not trying to sound pretentious, but um, I don't know. Cause I feel like Ian Anderson was also like the singer as well. So, and I, I will sing if the, if it's going to make or break the gig. Like if it's like, you're not getting this gig, if you won't sing, I'll be like, okay, I'll sing. You know, I can, I'm not tone deaf I can harmonize if I need to. I don't particularly care for my singing voice. Like, I don't think it's like a lead singer. It's like singing voice, but, uh, but yeah, there's just, I would say those, but think about like the moody blues, you know, they had a lot of flute, like the, you know how I feel like I am all over the place with this conversation. Cause I am sleep deprived, <laughs> but do you know the, um, like, that rebirth of the Renaissance that happened in the 60s, like, fashion-wise and kind mm-hmm. of, like, that whole era. Yeah. Um. I feel like a rebirth of that rebirth would be awesome. Because, like, 60s music and, like, early 70s was, like, there was just flutes on the track 100% of the time, you know? And then, of course, the Mellotron came out which had the flute pre-recorded, like one of the first like synthesizer kind of pre-recorded keyboards and everything. But I feel like right now we could really use a rebirth, like a refresher of that era of music. That raw, natural, um, just, I wanna say vibe, but just like energy. And their think, music
0: you know i think we are getting there i mean i will say I you know I, i've even had people on the show before who are like fashion wise and music wise yes i have been into like 60s 70s kind of music and increasingly we're seeing it more and more and it kind of makes sense because you know for so long we've been heavily commercialized as a society and you know people want for more than that you know it's like like how excited can you really be about 15 million iphones do you know what i mean it's like that, that will right. always kind of attract people people there will always be people that are obsessed with uh, technology but at the same time there's always seems to be an attraction in society to what Nostalgia once
1: was almost yeah
0: i know I've been, i agree it's been that way like i've always been Far more interested in what used to be rather than what is. You know, right. just living in the past, like.
1: right? Exactly, and I feel like, of course, the music. I I love a good I love a good pop song, sure. like yeah. 2009's trashy club music. <laughs> right? I, I I dig it, you know. Um, but it's easy to consume, sure. of course, and that's another thing with my music is there's no words. Because I'm not, you know, it's no words. It really, really leaves you to in a spot where you have to interpret it yourself. You know? Like a music score from like a film, you know? If you don't really know the film that well and you're just listening to this quote-unquote qua- classical music, you know? There's no words so that you just lump it in the classical music pile. But like you're you have to come up with your um, what is it like a music video in your head or how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. And people will text me or like message me like, Oh, I listened to your song today because I was sad. And Oh, like when I get really worked up it, like that's the song that I need to help me cry and help me get that emotion out which is so funny to me because I, I was not sad writing it. Like to me writing that and like making that song was not sad. It was very like uh, determined. Like it it was about a pipe dream. Like everybody says that like, this is your dream. And everybody says, you'll never get it. Like that was like, I wanted to release music and I was told like, that's just not how it works. You're not going to do that. And of course, like I had to name my first single, Pipe dream because that's why I wrote it. It's like it was this idea that I've had this whole time, and people try to weave their way around it and try to sway your dream, but you'll stay constant with it. That's how it is. It's very like determined, confident song. So when people text me and they're like, oh, I just cried to your song for 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> Why'd you do that? So it's it it leaves room for emotional freedom you know like there's i'm trying to think of like a basic pop song like off the top of my head like omg by usher and will i am right like you know what that song's about like you can't make up your own way it's like that's what it's about you know just like some random pop song it's like spoon fed like this is what it's about there you go but like with music with no words you're like forced to make your own judgment on what it means to you and i think that's good for your brain that's good for the noggin right there and it's it's kind of you know not that it's not happening right now but it's definitely not the the norm you know and i feel like there needs to be more of that or it needs to be better well like more well received and um want to i feel like it needs to be sought after a lot more you can't do anything about that people are going to want what people want but sure. i wish that it was sought out a little bit more you know
0: i think one thing that helps considerably is you know sort of the advent of the internet and the fact that people can access lots of different range of music i mean prior to that it was very much just yeah what you hear on the radio maybe what mm-hmm. you accidentally discover in a record shop other than that you're right. very limited whereas now I, I find most of the music i listen to these days is uh, i'm gonna sound also pretentious is this whole thing of like oh well all the music i listen to isn't in the charts and stuff but it's right. just, you just discover exactly. it you know you discover it through like by right. playlists or whatever you know it's...
1: but doesn't that make it makes such a special connection mm. to that music because nobody likes it. And then you get all your friends to listen to it. And then like, like, um, like I hate, I hate to bring this up. I feel like I bring it up all the time, but of course, Greta Van Fleet, yeah. you know, they're not really on the radio. Yes. They're popular. Now they're popular, you know, but I remember like hearing one of their songs and I immediately texted my brother. Cause me and my brother were raised on classic rock. And I'm like, is this not Elton John? mixed with Led Zeppelin, mixed with um, Aerosmith. Like, is this not everything we were raised on smashed into one band? Mm. Is this not that? And uh, sure enough, my brother loves them and we love them together. And like, that's just, uh, you know, you discover, I just happened upon it one day and now it's become this like huge part of like it's very near and dear to my heart that band and and you know it wasn't I didn't hear it on the radio you know I just happened upon the song and I I happened upon a one of the chord I think it was like an, an instrumental and I was like that that chord structure right there what is that and then I was like okay time out I gotta get in God, let
0: me in when i grew up I was, I was a huge classic rock fan you know i rinsed the first four zeppelin albums doors albums you name it mm-hmm. and i remember the first time i heard Greta van fleet i was like hang on a second right hang on a second yeah what is this and it's not the first band that's ever existed that's done like a right i don't want to say like a pastiche or let's say a sound like because um, I was a big fan of Rival Sons, and yes, they've got similar vibes but they're they're still quite unique. Whereas I feel like Greta Van Fleet, like I've seen them get frustrated about the fact that people draw comparisons to to Zeppelin so much. But it's like the thing is, they sound so much like them, and I don't think people necessarily are comparing them to to be difficult or be like, oh, you're copying them or whatever. Some people will say that, but right, I don't think they are. I think it's just that when you use those chord progressions when you do those to me it just sounds like they're picking up where zeppelin left off kind of thing
1: right but i know that a lot of people hate that but um because i personally think that their most recent album i don't feel like it's very like led zeppelin copy like i feel with well, their like learning a, it's a fresh yeah exactly yeah. of course there are new stuff like I can see where people are coming from yep. but everybody's so mad about that you know and I don't I don't want to make this whole podcast about Greta Van Fleet but <laughs> I just feel like the people that get mad like you love Led Zeppelin like why wouldn't you want somebody to like carry that on and bring it into to like the new age like today why wouldn't you want that you know
0: it's the originality argument, though, isn't it? It's the same as right. in, in movies. I mean, okay, it's a little bit different in the sense that, you know, with movies, people's complaint generally is, um, if it's too out there, it sucks. But if it's like just a remake, then oh, do something original, right? Right. So you get damned if you do, damned if you don't. I think the yeah, problem, it's
1: never good enough either either way. You know,
0: there's the thing. The problem with Greta Van Fleet is it doesn't matter what they do, they will always be compared to Led Zeppelin. Because they just sound so much like them. and it's.
1: I hope one day I have a trope like that. Like, oh, no matter what she does, she'll always have this. Because I feel like that's really when you make it is when you have like, you know, that's there's always going to be that group of people that are always going to be like, oh, she's always like this. But then you'll have this other group that's like, no, it's so much more than that. You know, like the controversy. I don't know. I feel like that's like when you really you've gotten there, you know.
0: So just having haters basically (laughs) yeah
1: aren't they they your motivators isn't that what it's all about
0: i don't know most of the time when i see haters online or wherever i'm just like this person's hurting yeah i know sometimes
1: people come on my live and they'll like call me fat or whatever and i'll be like hey everybody are you okay let's make sure this person's okay are they all right
0: it's just the tension and it? it's like please yeah. notice me notice me i'm the yeah. troll beneath the
1: i haven't had to deal with too too much thankfully um, i mean either way i mean it, i it's not gonna stop me it's not gonna make me change the way i feel about myself or good. the way i perceive my music you know because i like at the end of the day i know that this is an extension of me And if people don't like it, people don't like me a lot of the time, you know, everywhere I go, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like me. So why would I, why would I care? And I know it's like, I'm saying this now. And one day I'll be sad and crying about all the people that are saying all these mean things to me. And I'll have my moment of sadness. I'll have my moment of like crying. But at the end of the day, Oh, nothing really matters. <laughs> nothing matters at the end of the day. you how know
0: did, How did you learn to have that attitude? Because I've noticed over the years like uh, it took me a while to get there to the point where because now I just don't care. I honestly don't care if you don't like right. me uh, pff, I don't give a fuck um, but it, it, it you know well, you know life's too short to give a shit about that you know and let, right. unless I've actually wronged someone. I don't. Right.
1: Care. That's different. That's completely right. different. Exactly.
0: But, but like just just disliking someone cuz a lot of time it's just like people dislike you for no reason They're like oh I just don't like yeah. this about you or I don't like your vibe or whatever the fuck and it's like okay fine. But like Right.
1: Cuz <laughs> you'll cross people well that you'll have an interaction with and you're just like I'm not a fan. You know? And sure. I, I won't ever say that unless it was that one guy who was like, "Why don't you like me?" I'll be like, a, "Reasons A, B, and C, because you asked." A, B, and C, you know. Let me get like, out a
0: detailed demonstration of why I yeah, don't like you. Let
1: me pull my receipts real fast. I've actually been recording this conversation, sir. No, just kidding. But um, uh, yeah, like I don't love every like I don't want to say I don't love everybody. I love everybody as in the sense of I will treat you with kindness and respect yeah. because that's what everybody deserves. Yeah. But, um, like I know I'm not going to get along with everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know that I, as a person, just because I'm 23 years old and I've dealt with, not like I'm 23 years old, I'm so big and wise, but I'm old, old enough to know that I'm a very much an acquired taste kind of person. Like, I am the acquired taste to people like some people they just don't like me and I know it's because I'm very pow like boom you know and I am this is how I am and there's no changing it and I'm not gonna alter myself for anything or anyone and that's you know that you know in high school that was a big issue for people in college people just didn't care about it like didn't care for it. Um, So I would get sad and I would be like, I'm not popular. Like what the heck, like I'm missing out. But then I would say that this like attitude of like, I have to stop caring Mm -hmm. um, or I just simply don't care has really solidified in the past year because I've always felt like I didn't care But in the sense of, I don't care and I'm mad about it.
0: You know, like, I'm
1: like, whatever, like, whatever. Talk to the hand, like, whatever. You're missing out. But now I'm, like, so indifferent. Like, I just, like, bottom line, like, don't care. Like, okay, let's move on with our lives. Because there's just too many people in this world. And everybody has their own paths. And not everybody's paths need to be aligned with each other. So why even why force something you know
0: See, the only I'd rather
1: that, have authentic authenticity other it's quality over quantity
0: I, you agree, know? I agree with you but the only thing that ever bothers me is like like sometimes I'll be like working somewhere or like I remember I was doing volunteering about a year or two back and there's just like some woman who clearly didn't like me and we never spoke and here's the thing like I remember saying good morning like every morning for like a week and just nothing and eventually i was like oh fuck you then i won't and then you know well because i'm not gonna just like if you're never gonna bother i'm not gonna reciprocate right right? and then it was just always awkward after that and i'm just thinking to myself like what is this like what does this even mean like because the thing is it'd be fine it'd be so much cooler if like the people that you know you just don't click with there's less like an unspoken mutual agreement to just be civil
1: Right. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to yeah.
0: like, I don't like you for no reason. So therefore every time we're in a room together, it has to be awkward. Or like, yeah.
1: There's tension. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or like a group situation. Like, it's just like, Oh, I agree. It's necessary. Yeah.
1: But you know, it's because there's sour and bitter people out there sure. that you can't do anything. All you can do is just wish them the best and hope that they get their act together. Because I would hate to live a life where I'm just bitter to somebody for no, like I have these made up crazy reasons in my head and I'll live by them and I'll allow tension, tension in my life. Like that's going to give you wrinkles and gray hair. Why? Like why not just peace out, you know, and not have like not put like brain power towards it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like a lot of these, like the the people that you're talking about, I know exactly who you're talking about. And it's like, like you're wasting so much of your energy on this right now when you could be like putting that energy towards something good, like, um, like a friendship, you know, like that's like, we don't have unlimited energy. We get burnt out. Like we mm. as humans, or whatever, and that's what they're choosing to it's like money, like that's what they're choosing to spend that on is hate and sourness, you know. But and I and I was a very sour, bitter person, like I said before, like I would be like, Oh, like, oh, you don't like me, and I would be like upset and mad, you know, and I would choose the bitterness, but um, like I. Just tried one day, like, let me just try to be like that peaceful hippie girl that I've always wanted to be. And I was like, oh, I sleep so much better. I feel cleaner. Does that make sense? Like, I feel cleaner, like, cleaner. And is that more clean, is what I should say, if I'm being grammatically correct. But I feel more clean and light and um, brighter. Like I feel like me as a person was a lot bright brighter, if that makes sense. Again, mm-hmm. I know this is sounding very
0: hippy dippy,
1: and I apologize. But
0: um, I mean, I always describe myself as a modern day hippie, I mean, <laughs> right?
1: Exactly. It's yes. very on
0: brand for me, but <laughs> no, I But mean, yeah, I, like
1: why wouldn't you want to feel like why wouldn't you want to feel that that way? And like, don't get me wrong, like I'll have my days where I'm, I'll allow myself to feel that grungy sourness, but I'll keep it to myself and just be like, Oh, like today's just going to be one of those days where I allow myself to have those feelings, you know, because those you get frustrated and you're going to get mad and you're going to get ticked off and stuff like that. But don't wish, like that's just part of um, the human experience is, is like feeling those emotions and everything. So don't wish them away, but let them come and then let them pass. Don't live in them because I, like I said, I lived in them. And I feel like that was also a reason why people weren't liking me is because I was living in that mindset of just being sour. But now it's, I don't give a toot. I don't give a toot anymore. It's, it's just, cause also you I am not saying that life is a simulation but if you view it in a simulation it's so it's so much easier. It's so much easier. How so? Like it nothing matters like the simula- like you're like oh it's a simulation. Nothing really matters in the grand scheme of things so I'm just going to do what I want to do and be mm. who I want to be because like like to round it right back around to what we were talking about earlier just like you have like the society's timeline you know it's a simulation you don't even have to do it you know you don't have to they're gonna push you to do it but you don't have to what are you disagreeing what
0: kind of but like i get your point but it, i wouldn't be me if i didn't pick and prod <laughs> right see
1: and it's um, to each their own exactly
0: That's just the inquisitor in me i think inquisitor is right. the wrong word the curious side of me I don't
1: know. there you go
0: like i don't know do you not feel that like unless to, to a certain degree you have to kind of acquiesce to certain things in society do you not feel that way i mean like for example like, mean?
1: like laws and things
0: well yeah but like i mean more kind of like okay like i need a, i need money
1: oh yeah yeah you know yeah I mean? no things absolutely like that, like, right to a sense and that's why i'm saying i don't like believe it is a simulation i just think like if you have that kind of like back mindset like it's a lot like life turns to be a lot more fun. Like it turns into more fun rather than a chore. Like it's a simulation. I'm not going to care about everything. This is the dream that I have. And I'm going to do everything that I can to achieve that dream. And I don't have to give it up, you know, because everybody's telling me that I have to give it up and I don't have to live this like bitter care in life. I mean, I'm a, I'm a white woman. Like the only future i have that society is pushing on me is a karen and i don't want that you know i don't want to grow up into that that's what i gotta that's that's what i have to look forward to i see these old white ladies and i'm like please anything but that anything but that
0: (laughs) why do you think there's so many people out there that tell us not to follow our dreams
1: that is a good question um the conspiracy theory side of me is because they just don't want us to be happy. They want us to they want us to work like little ants in an ant farm. But I just think that sometimes when you have a dream and you go for it and it doesn't work, you could literally like quite literally end up on the streets and you could just run your life into the ground. And if it doesn't work out, which, you know, not everything will work out, you know? Um, Like if you put all your eggs into one basket, like there's a high chance that you could get hurt. And like, if it doesn't, if you put all your bets in one place and you lose, like, that's like a financial recovery that is going to be hard to make. So I think it's the reason why the whole don't try to follow your dreams. Be realist. Be realistic. It's because it is a realistic and more. It's the um, you know, Pocahontas the movie. You know when she's like in this the just around the river bend part where she's like should I choose the smoothest course, steady as the beating drum or um or do you still wait for me dream giver just around the river bend and she's like literally in a fork in the river and there's just a steady stream and then a crazy like river rapids and she chooses the river rapids I feel like that is a choice that we're all Everybody has to go through that, you know, because everybody has some sort of dream. But um, the smoothest course is the safest one. And of course, society is going to want, I say society, but like, it's not even just that, but like your parents and your family and your friends are going to encourage you to choose the safe path because they want to see you succeed. That's like almost guaranteed, quote unquote, success, you know, as in, I, I say success, but I mean, like, there's Man, a it's, low it's, chance of failure, you know?
0: it's, it's I, I don't disagree with you. It's just painful to hear it because it's just like, right. you know, I, I've had these kind of conversations with family, with people I know, and it's like the one... If, if I've learned anything in life, it's to not listen to those people that tell you not to do stuff. Just ignore yeah. those fucking people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Right. Because... You, and I know that you're the same, like the reason why we're pursuing what we're pursuing right now is because we feel in our bones, like we can do it. Like, do you not feel in your bones? Like, I know that of course there's like going to be a voice in the back of your head. That's like, uh Oh, like, uh Oh, you're really doing it. Are you sure? Uh But like, (laughs) exactly. But you, obviously you're pursuing it and you're really putting time and effort to it. Like what we're doing right now. We feel in our bones like we can do it, you know? So why wouldn't we tr- at least try
0: for if me, we have
1: that feeling?
0: For me, it's more than that, though. Like, I've done the whole corporate thing. I did the whole right. trying to have a job. And you know what? It made me fucking miserable. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like, i would I sooner do this and never get anywhere than yeah. work nine to five for the rest of my life cash out at like 60 and just die a year later
1: (laughs) yeah exactly what a life you know yeah (laughs) because you had a good time and you know that when when you're taking your last breaths you're you know that you did the best that you could and you did what you wanted to do you know Mm. so what does it matter yeah because and that's another thing is if i do fail Like, you know, there because there's, of course, always the chance, there's always the one reality where you fail, I guess. And if that's where I'm at and I get to that point and I failed, I, of course, will mourn over the failure. But I know that I did everything that I could to achieve what I wanted. And in that sense, I would be fine. I would be fine. The world can hate me like what they did to Rebecca Black when she released Friday. But I know like I did it and they didn't like it. And that's fine. You know, they didn't like it. I wasn't well received and that's okay. I did. I did it, you know, so they can put me in the ground knowing that I did what I wanted to do, I guess. Hopefully that's not anytime soon, but
0: yeah. What a quote (laughs) right there. (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's put
1: that on the tumblr cup right there (laughs) sell that on etsy
0: (laughs) oh my god okay um i want to kind of just take it back to the beginning and just kind of ask about how you sort of initially got into music and into becoming a flute player why did you just decide to become a flute player like where did that start
1: (laughs) i actually wanted to be a violinist or a cellist but i didn't get put in uh orchestra when I was in middle school I got put in band class and I showed up on the first day and they handed me a piece of paper that said um this is your choice of three instruments and it was flute clarinet and saxophone they said put a number and rate which one you want to play first and then like put them in order and my mom played flute in uh high school or middle school so I was like I guess flute like out of out of flute, clarinet, and saxophone. Like I liked flute the most. And then I came in the next day and they're like, here's, there was like names on the seats, like a seating chart. And I was sat in the flute section. So I I did not pick up a flute until we went to the rental store. Like I'd never seen a flute in real life, like as a conscious being. Like I remember being at the, like the rental place, the music, the instrument rental place, And I opened up the case and I'm like, mom, like, how do you put this together? Like, I don't even know. Cause if, you know, it's in the case, I'm like, I don't even know how to put this together. I've never even seen, cause I know like in a lot of middle schools, they'll um, have a day where you come and you try all the instruments and you see which one, you know, appeals to you the most. No, they just sat me down and said, you're playing the flute. And I was like, whatever. But here we are 13 13 years later. Um, I was in piano piano lessons when i was in like kindergarten though i got like a on my sixth birthday santa brought me a keyboard so and that's where i found out that i could play by ear uh because i would plug in the keyboard and then it would be like a i used to watch reba a lot when i was little and i like would play the reba theme song on my piano and i would like like little me at this point i would i vividly like it's probably like seven years old, seven or eight. And I had like my big keyboard and I like brought it to my mom's room while she was watching TV. And I like sat it on the ground. I was like, I got to play something for you. And I plugged it in and I played the Reva theme song or I played um, the chords from "O oh, Blah, O oh, by the Beatles. So, and I great song. And I was like here, like, mom, look, look at this. And she's like, good job. <laughs> and it wasn't until i got yeah she's like nice nice uh it wasn't until i got in high school when i was starting to talk to people and i'm like hey play this song with me play this song with me um like with like my flute friends or like my clarinet friends and they were like where's the where's the sheet music i'm like no 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 just play it let's go come on and they were like no like we need music and then i talked to my mom about it i was like do you know like people actually need music to play stuff like, do you know that it's not just like they can just do it? Because at this point, I've been playing every like everything, like anything, you know, like with the melody, I can pretty I could do at that point, but uh, yeah, so and then we were like, okay, wait a minute, <laughs> we we I have something here, so that's um, I'm very, very thankful that I can do that. I can't, I'm I'm halfway illiterate can't do math barely could get through high school classes without extra credit mm. but dang dang can I play a song on the radio you know what I mean
0: <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's like with us creatives our brains are hardwired in a different way because same as yeah. you I am useless at maths I don't yeah. even try but when it comes mm-hmm. to music like I've got natural timing find it easy it just makes music. sense yeah you know? it just, it's just like oh no problem it's it's weird like um when i hear people discuss having difficulties with creativity i'm like really
1: yeah they're like i couldn't say i couldn't play a musical instrument to save my life and i went through a i went through a fat period of my life where i got i asked for a different instrument every christmas and i would learn it by the next week after i got it for christmas like i i feel like once you learn for me personally it was like once i learned one like I was good, like I understood the theory of instruments. Like my, in high school, my uh, flute instructor was also a harpist. So one one year, I uh, for the Christmas concert or Christmas recital, I came into my, uh, like a month prior, I said, hey Monica, um, I wanna surprise my parents and play harp at the recital and I did it like I just did it And I I played harp for the first like little section of the piece and then I picked up my flute and played flute for the second half and I, I was like hey mom dad like I got a surprise at the recital tonight and I just like I played my of course I played like my flute repertoire then I sat back down and I was the Monica my instructor knew like it was a surprise so she made it the finale oh cool and which was so yeah great um, so like I got up with my flute and then I sat down at the harp and it was like, oh, like, everybody, like it was so funny because it, it, but you know, it it's the same as everything else. Like it's like a piano, like you could see it. It's just the same. Uh, so yeah, learning di- different instruments and everything. But can I read? No. Have I, um, when I type in the numbers at checkout, do I charge everybody the wrong price because <laughs> I mix around the numbers? Absolutely. Absolutely. But dang, do I know some music, you know? I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I'm just so silly. I don't know. Like, I'm just so, I'm just so quirky and different. I
0: think, <laughs> I think it just kind of, yeah. Like, like I said before, it's just different parts of the brain, maybe different ways of functioning, right? Perhaps.
1: Yeah, because there's like left brain and right brain type stuff. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool though. So. I'm grateful for it. Yeah, still kind of wish that I got put in orchestra, though. It was because Eleanor Rigby, you know, has like that string quartet. And I was like, that's what I want. That's what I want. And they're like, no, band. No, you're going to be a band kid. Sorry. Band. I'm like, thanks. Thanks, middle school registrar's office. Thanks. Re realtered my entire life right there.
0: And for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ugh.
0: on your on your website it says that you draw inspiration from nature could you expand on this
1: absolutely um do you uh, like you know the feeling okay i'm trying to see how to word this do you ever go outside and just kind of like you feel you can uh like when you're in like the mountains or something like that, or you're outside, and you can hear the breeze coming, like you can hear the gust of wind coming through the trees before it kind of like washes over you, and then it's just like that crisp, fresh air on your skin that like i i don't know if it's as much like pulling inspiration from nature as in I hear the noises of nature, and I try to replicate that as. Like when I'm surrounded by nature, it puts me in such a good headspace that I feel like I can, um, like I feel like my most authentic self, Mm. especially since moving here to Las Vegas. Um, So I used to live here when I was younger, uh, when my dad, my dad's retired military, and we were stationed here when I was in elementary school and middle school, this is where I first started playing the flute. Um, since I've moved back, there's ma- it's a it's in a valley, so there's mountains all over, and there's a Mount Charleston, Charleston Peak. It's like 40 minutes from my house. Every week since I've been here, I've gone up to the mountains because it's the it's not humid. It's like 20 degrees colder up there, and it's exactly like that, just most natural, authentic feeling that I can possibly put myself in and I um this morning when I got off this so when I work graveyard I get off at 6 a.m and I go up to the parking garage and we have to park on the top of the parking garage and the sun is just barely coming up as I get off so usually since I've been working it's been I will get in my car immediately and go home Or I'll take a cat nap in my car and then go home because I'm too tired. But today I had like a second wind that came and I just sat on the edge of the parking garage. Like I just, you know, stood there and watched the sun come up over the mountains. And I was like, I, I tried to take pictures and videos of it, but it absolutely would not capture it. And I'm like, this is it. Like, this is like, I never thought that I like, I always felt close to nature, like that like, when I was, of course, like, when I was in nature, like, I, like I said, authentic, but, like, I had the realization this morning that, like, like, no, like, I'm actually, I feel, like, just looking at it from a distance, I'm like, that is, I want to be there, you know, so I feel, um, like I said, my flute and my music is an extension of myself, and I just, Like when I go out, like, I don't know if you've watched any of my recent kind of videos, but I recently went up into the mountains and brought my amp and my mic and just played into, into the mountains. And it was, the noise was ricocheting off the mountains, like back. And it just felt like it belonged there. Like I felt like, wow, that is me ricocheting off of these pieces of the earth that have been there. For what, billions of years, however long that the earth has been around. And that's like I'm what I'm manif like not manifesting, but like I guess manifesting, I'm breathing in air, th- this clean, fresh air that the trees are providing, like cleaning for me. I'm breathing it in and I'm breathing out intangible art. And I'm it's ricocheting off these mountains right now that that's just the neatest thing to me. So, um, and then when I was in Florida, I would go to the beach too. I don't like the beach, but it's a good place to clear your mind, you know, uh, or just like a good drive and just kind of taking a moment to, uh, realize that even the grass and the wildflowers and the median of the highway is a living thing, just like you are. And there's just life all around us. That's just a great place to ground yourself before embarking on, like, creating, if that makes sense. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I guess that's what I mean by taking inspiration from nature, you know? Mm -hmm. Also, flu kind of sounds like birds, so maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's the short answer, I guess. I don't know
0: in that you were talking about the fact that you had grown up in a military family talk yes. us through your experiences growing up in a military family and how that shaped you as a person
1: um i feel like the exposure to a lot of different cultures and ways of life uh, rounded me a lot like i feel um, you know, cause I'm sure like every military person that or at uh, military brat or whatever they call them, they can never say where they're from, you know, because they're just from so many places. And I think that's like each little military child that got to kind of grow up in a bunch of different areas has their own sense of cult. Like, I don't want to say culture, but kind of culture, like they just pick bits and pieces mm. and make their own kind of way of life and I think that's that's great because when I was in Florida I always considered myself from Las Vegas but now that I'm here I'm like no I think I'm from Florida but then I was like I don't really consider myself like a Floridian but like southern hospitality I've definitely picked that up but the like fast-paced city life from here I've picked that up as well I lived in Dubai for a year. Yes, that was crazy. It was like an alternate dimension. And I went to a school where I was pretty much me and my brother were the only two Americans in the entire school. And my best friend was Turkish. So like getting to pick and choose what I want from what I like from those cultures, like little like funky superstitions or just like, oh, like in the Norwegian culture. We do this. And I'm like, you know what? I like that. That's what I'm going to do from now on. And uh, like, I, I was born in uh, Cambridge. So yeah. Like Mildenhall, like my dad was stationed over there. That's where I was born. Uh, So my parents, I did not live there that long, but my parents, you know, they were newlyweds over there and (laughs) me and my brother both have Irish names
0: do you yeah. have dual citizenship?
1: No, I was born on an American base, military base.
0: Oh, see, that doesn't apply. Yeah. Interesting.
1: No, I don't. Yeah. I've I've got my social security card looks different than everybody else's. From what I'm told, I haven't really seen like whenever I show it at like a job, they're like, Oh, you were born overseas, weren't you? And I was like, Yeah, I guess. I guess it's a different color. I don't know. But
0: okay.
1: uh um I was like where was I going with that but oh so my parents love like the European culture Mm. when they were like newlyweds like living there my brother's name is Patrick we call him Patty and my name is Aaron Claire and Claire is like County Claire in Ireland so Mm. uh, but we're I mean I'm sure there's some sort of European blood in us somewhere but like uh, so having those kind of European ideologies along with like Southern ideologies and then like Western ideologies, you know, it makes me super good at accents. Like I can whip a Southern accent out of nowhere, you know, if I need to, you'd be surprised how good that comes in handy sometimes, but yeah. So military family, I think is great. It definitely takes a certain kind of kid. Like you have to push yourself a lot harder because you don't have time to waste to make friends cause you just got to uproot and go somewhere else. And you don't really want to not have friends cause you don't know how long you're going to be there. So you need to just go ahead. It's definitely like, I'm, I confidence is important, but luckily I have that. So I'm, I've been fine.
0: What would you say are the biggest lessons you've learned through traveling? Just about life.
1: Yeah. I, I just, um, I think that's where a lot of, um, the foundations of like respect in my childhood came from. It's like learning to respect other cultures and that, um, just because you're in somebody else's, like you're in somebody else's territory all the time. So you have to be respectful of the other cultures and everything, especially like living in Dubai. There's like a dress code, like a nationwide dress code, you know? So, um, and then while we were in Dubai, we took a couple of like European trips because it's like right there. It's not as difficult from going from America to Europe. So just kind of learning that we're like the spectators on the side and we just get to kind of um, respect and absorb the culture. It That's what I feel like I've learned a lot from travel is... Uh, like just kind of being able to step back and recognize the differences and like how I act and how other people act and how to not think, oh, that's stupid because that's not how I act. Sure. But be like, that's neat because that's like what they think is common. And I absolutely don't think it's common. And they probably think how I act is also super strange. (laughs) So, but like, instead of, judging it, um, celebrating it, you know, I think that's something great, and you get to see, like, looking at different places is really cool, like, just the um, ecosystems and stuff like that, you know, like, Zermatt, Switzerland, is hands down, so far, the prettiest place I've ever been, because the air smelled better there, and then, like, the water was cleaner. It tasted different in a good way. And the plants just grew, like they grew more green there, you know, compared to like other dingy places that I've been. But um yeah, just getting to kind of, uh you definitely, how do you say this? You definitely learn to keep your eyes peeled a lot more when you are brought up in travel. Because if you, are like you have like a one track mind you don't experience nearly the same amount of stuff you know what i mean yeah i don't know
0: amazing stuff (laughs)
1: thanks
0: (laughs) what's the best advice you've ever received
1: oh shoot that's a good question and i feel like i have so many answers vitamin c take vitamin c that's the best (laughs) advice that you can take you know stay up on your vitamins
0: fair play man
1: the best advice yeah
0: gotta look after yourself
1: yeah i like an hour from now i'll be like oh this person gave (laughs) me this advice and that was so much better i'll make like an instagram story about it be like hey this is good advice that i remember (laughs) but like yeah that's the first thing that came to my head is take your vitamin c
0: let's try a slightly different one but similar vibe What's the biggest life lesson you've learned so far?
1: Another another hard one. Life lesson. Um, I feel like it's gonna be similar to what I was talking about earlier, and just like just like be a nicer person and stuff like that is probably the night because I feel like I've been in a lot of situations where my actions turned around to bite me in the butt real hard um and just like to learn that it's not all about you all the time is mm. <laughs> that was like a good life lesson i guess um like keep to your like keep to yourself but also at the same time like don't be self absorbed with yourself you know i think that was like a good life lesson um I have a very sweet best friend uh, named Katie, and I learn so much from that lady. She is, she's younger than me. I say lady like she's older. She's like the most patient and kind person I've ever met. Um, Well, I don't want to say ever met because my great grandma, may she rest in peace, was definitely the sweetest, most gracious, kind person I've ever met. But like peer wise, she's like top-notch human um and just like being friends with her over the years i owe so much of my patience that i have today and the kindness and respect that i have from people um just from observing the way that she treats other people you know i feel like my like i'm just naturally a selfish person and i have to put brain power and like energy towards being selfless Mm. Um, unfortunately. But being friends with her and just observing the way that she is just, like, so selfless to the point where it's almost a flaw. Like, she'll get, she'll have plans for herself and she'll have her priorities, but she will drop everything if someone is in need. And that, like, just seeing that time and time and again over the years, I've absolutely tried to take as much as I can and learn as much as I can from her. Um so shout out to her. She's great. She's a great woman. But she's I would say that my friendship with her was a good life lesson. She's awesome. So yeah. But I'll probably have to call her after this. I miss her dearly. She's back in Florida. But yeah.
0: Awesome.
1: Selflessness, I guess, is a good life lesson that I've learned.
0: As we draw things to a close for today, do you have any upcoming projects or some final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: I do, actually. So some, there is, I don't have dates yet, but there is going to be something dropping in November. Don't have a solid date yet, but there is possibly some ear candy coming soon in November. So stay tuned about that. Like I said, I just launched my Patreon a little bit ago and it's just about um, there's like four tiers and the, there's three like basic tiers, but then there's like a music mentorship um, tier as well for like other musicians and other like people that want to kind of learn how to perfect their ear a little bit, hear a little bit better and um, improvise like improvisation and taking a more creative free approach to like technique and stuff like that uh so that's patreon's been launched that was like the most recent thing i did um something that i'm announcing probably today uh is i'm going to and i'm gonna talk about greta van fleet again i apologize but i'm going to florida in a couple weeks and i'm going to follow them on tour on all their florida shows because they have four florida shows and i um play outside of their shows and what they had a show in West Virginia in August. And I did that and I played outside for people did like a little mini concert. What for the people camping out for general admission. Uh So I'm following them on tour and I'm playing outside. Cause a lot of my followers are uh, fans of theirs as well. Cause I do a lot of their stuff. So uh yeah. So if anybody's going to those Florida shows, they're in for a little treat, some entertainment, you know, Fantastic. So, that's my, uh my, announcement that's probably going to happen today but yeah
0: excellent well excited yeah you should be it's yeah yeah, it's that
1: it's like i'm i'm living my groupie fantasy right now that's what i'm (laughs) I'm trying to do you know
0: (laughs) awesome man awesome well listen it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show thank you so much
1: absolutely thanks for having me i feel like this was just such genuine conversation i'm like so pleased with the way this went the fact that i'm so absolutely like i can actually form a sentence right now is just <laughs> astonishing so i'm i'm pleased
0: with this i'm saying i think somewhere during the midst of the conversation the coffee kicked in a little bit for me but this is like my <laughs> fifth coffee today so oh know. my gosh yeah I, just... ho-
1: I hope you don't have to have too much after this
0: that's oh, fine i'll crash and then all right. so it all begins again
1: tomorrow <laughs> yeah yeah just the, the never-ending cycle yeah Which is
0: life. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so
1: much. Absolutely. Thank you, you too.
0: And to all the listeners of the Christian Reed Podcast, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be safe, be well, and I'll see you in the next one.